Hello, friends. I am Cindy Thompson, and this is a Resilience Project. This is a space where stories are shared and possibilities are discovered. I invite you to partner with me in cultivating resilience among humans, one conversation at a time. <laughs> I'm already starting to laugh. Hello, resilient friends. I am so glad that you are here with us and we're preparing to celebrate a couple of things here on a resilience project. One of them being that our one year anniversary in middle of December. And for that reason, I wanted to invite a very special guest to help me wish you a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. And I'd like to introduce you to my husband, Robert, who's here with me today. Well, thank you, Cindy. Actually, I'm normally here every day with you when we're recording. It's just today I'm on this side of the microphone. Yes, I love that. That's going to be part of our story today. We thought maybe we could hop on together and share with you what we've been learning over this last year since I started the podcast. Yeah, I'm not sure if the listeners know, but my official title is president of your fan club. Well, and I'm really honored that I do have a president of my fan club because you might be the only one in the club. So, Every club starts with one. That's true. <laughs> one of the things that we thought about sharing with you is just kind of how all of this got started. And when I think back to a year ago, October, actually, I was looking for someone to coach me on what I was going to be doing next in that stage of my life. I'd been reading Bob Goff's Dream Big book and realized it would be super cool if Bob Goff could coach me. So I approached Robert with this idea. Of course, I'm always very supportive and did encourage you, if you were going to do this, to come out with something meaningful and something big. Well, little did he know that on my very first coaching session, Bob Goff said, I think that you should do a podcast. I have to say, my world was rocked with this concept. And... You don't get coached by Bob Goff and not take his ideas. I ran it by Robert and said, what do you think? And what would that look like? And so he just let me play with it, really, for the first couple of days. You weren't really sure if I was serious, maybe. Uh, not really knowing much about podcasts myself, just kind of feeling like I'm joined to your hip and <laughs> we're going to go wherever we go. <laughs> I went for a run and that's often where I do my most creative thinking and thought, what would I call it? What would this be about? And if I'm going to do this, what would it look like? And I had no concept of what it meant to do a podcast. I had no idea what would be involved. I just knew that this was resonating with me as important. And even though it was really, really uncomfortable to imagine, and I was almost scared to tell anybody that I might do this because I thought, they're going to tell me I'm crazy. Why would you want to do this? I hadn't really absorbed it and really owned it yet. As I got more clear, thought about a resilience project, played with a few ideas. You finally settled on the name and you told me you actually were a bit emotional about it because we'd talked about starting something that was meaningful and the name really resonated with you. Just keep rolling. And here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like we're coming back to that point in time a year ago. It's an emotional subject. So we stepped forward from there and. We were encouraged to do four episodes off the get-go to get things rolling in a big fashion, and we were very fortunate to have Bob Goff pick up to be the flagship of the podcast, and 
couple other people, Alvin Law, Rob Lees, and two young ladies from Chilliwack, Brianna and Leah. And then I guess the other part was that we had some people join us. You didn't think that this was going to take much, but it ended up being a lot more than we imagined. And all of a sudden, this team of people started to appear to help us Mm -hmm. out. We're spread all over the place, and we have two people that are in Winnipeg, two people that are in Vancouver. We have someone in Saskatoon, and we have someone... Right here in town, Graham. Right here in town, Mm -hmm. yeah, helping out. As we've been coordinating all of this each week, setting up a system, which you've been stronger at. I just like the creativity and the meeting people, but you've been really good at setting up some opportunities to bring people into a way of working really smoothly together, being able to rely on one another. Just coordinating people to gel and make it happen. It's been quite interesting. Mm-hmm. It's allowed us to share in this experience and really celebrate it as a team. And I am just so proud of each one of those team members that have come on to take a piece of this project. Yeah, they each have their own unique gifts, and it's just been this wonderful thing that's happening, something that's really quite surprised us. Well, and it's a great reminder that when you have a goal to let others come around and show you, let them lead you, let them guide you to how to do that. And that's exactly what happened here. There were so many pieces of learning that we needed to figure out. And we just kept taking it one step at a time. When I look back at how far we've come, the learning curve we've been through, it's quite remarkable to think about all those little steps adding up to this past year. Yeah, it's kind of like saying, I'm going to go out and play golf. If you've never played golf, it seems simple until you get on the course. And then, wow, there's a lot more to it than you imagine in the first place. So when you listen back to some of our first episodes, hopefully you see growth. In fact, there's one funny story that I don't know how many episodes in, we had the microphone backwards. I was fighting to get the quality and the quality just wasn't great. We moved different locations and it just wasn't working. We ended up out here in the pod shack, which is a great environment to be recording in. And then, yeah, I'm a man. I finally did get the instructions and I read them and I had the microphone backwards. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't know. I just trusted that you know this way more than me as to how to set it up. It's great because that's part of the human experience. You figure it out as you go, but it's always growing. We're always learning and we're at a stage in life to do something with intention and purpose and meaning. And I didn't know whether this would fly. I didn't know if it would be something that was well-received out there. The other thing that I've noticed is that in doing this together, as we are meeting with the guests in our little pod shack, I always make sure to introduce Robert. And as he's listening, he is taking away these really interesting insights because he's like a fly on the wall listening to it differently than what I am. I think it's very interesting. The world is just so much smaller now that we've started this. We've interviewed people in Europe. We've interviewed people in Africa, in South America, in Australia, in Asia. So we've got to meet some really interesting people all over the place. Mm. And a lot of people have gone through some hard times and have come through it with a lot of good stories of resilience. 
Well, in fact, we've had listeners join us from over 53 countries, and I was thinking maybe some of my family and friends will listen to it across Canada. And what I've noticed is from some of the feedback from the guests we've interviewed, just how much it's meant not only to the guests, but to some of the listeners out there that have written in following an episode and let us know how much it means to them. Well, resilience is something that's on the mind of many people now. It's something that with this pandemic is quite timely to be speaking about. Maybe it's worth mentioning that we are two very different people. And we've had some scratchy conversations because we approach this very differently. For sure. It's 30 years now that we've been together and think that as time has gone along, we've really learned to appreciate our differences. And this is probably the first time other than raising kids that we've actually done a project like this together. I think that that's where our differences come together with this to make this magic happen. It's been a great year. There's been a lot of surprises and a lot of gifts that have come out of this podcast. Maybe one of my biggest surprises is how much it's brought the guests. Just give people an opportunity to share their story and hold space for that story is so valuable. And I want you to know that it's not just in this forum that we can do that. We can hold space for people every single day to really give that person an opportunity to be heard and seen. It also occurred to me too that there have been several times where guests have shared their stories and people close to them weren't fully aware of mm. what it was all about. And it was a safe place for them to tell their story, even though they knew it was going to be splashed out into the world. Just the courage it takes for people to share that in this way is remarkable to me. I'm so proud of each guest who's been either involved in helping others or has been willing to come on and be part of this project in helping each one of you. Because every time we share our story, it allows others to hear what we've been learning about ourselves in the process. Yeah, it's, it's been great to see your progression and your evolution in this. It's been quite enjoyable to sit alongside of you and watch that. Well, thank you. Coming up in 2022, in January, we're going to start moving to episodes every two weeks. I thought that this would be a way to make it sustainable, still bring in those valued guests and stories for you guys to listen to. Yeah, we're going to go for quality, not quantity. And throughout next year, we're going to improve on the podcast and make it even better for you guys to listen to. This is really a message of how far we've come. And we've shared some of our insights of what we've been learning about ourselves in the last year. I would love to know what you've been learning about yourself. How far have you come since the pandemic hit? What have you discovered about yourself? How much have you learned about your own resilience practice? And what have you added in to your practice that is helping you adapt and change and shift as you've needed to along the way? Just wanted to share a message of hope, of encouragement in whatever way you spend time over the holidays with your family and friends. Want to wish you a beautiful holiday season and a new year to come. And we're going to look forward to having you with us along the ride in 2022. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from both of us. Thanks for being here. We are so honored that you are on this journey with us. I hope you will continue to stay with us here on this episode as I share some of the Christmas resilience practices with you for 2021.
Hello, resilient village of friends. When I started this podcast a year ago, in the true spirit of learning, I did an episode sharing a bit of my personal story and a Christmas message for you. Since then, we have continued to improve on the quality of the sound and wanted to do a version 2.0 for this Christmas season. Growth is a beautiful thing. Some of the following resilience practices can be found in the original episode in December of 2020, but like the year, we all would like to have a do-over. I have tweaked a few things, spared you my personal story for a second time, with the hope of sending you into the holidays with a few more resilience practices to consider. Over the course of my career, I would describe myself as a story catcher, listening for what matters capturing the hero or heroine in each story, while honoring the importance of the journey. With the privilege of meeting thousands of amazing, courageous individuals, I believe each one of you has a story of resilience. It is in sharing our stories that we capture the wisdom, remember our strengths, and discover what we are made of. Within each of your experiences, there is an opportunity to learn, grow, and develop your resilient skill set. More often than not, really important people have played a significant role within our stories. I wonder who your mentors have been and whether you have had an opportunity to recognize those individuals for the gifts they've given you. Have you ever noticed that it's often in hindsight that we will look back on those events in our life and realize the strengths that we had even in the most turbulent times? I'm not sure about you, but I was not handed a playbook on how to navigate life's challenges. In most cases, you already have what you need to get through challenges, but it is okay to ask for help from others. Similar to having a fairly well-stocked toolkit, you may still have to borrow a specific tool from a neighbor that will assist you with the job you're working on. It's okay to rely on others for advice, support, or to lend you a hand. Each of you will have a preferred way of spending time over the holidays. Whether you celebrate Christmas or have other traditions at this time of year, I would like to offer a few ideas on how to not just survive, but thrive over the holidays. First of all, beware of expectations. We are all impacted in some way or form by the media around Christmas. Whether it's a commercial, social media, movies, or other methods of communicating expectations over the holidays, here is a cautionary note. What would the holidays be like if you did not have any preconceived ideas on how they should go? There is no right way for individuals or families to celebrate the holidays. I invite you to refrain from creating a story in your mind on how you think it should be. As humans, We bring such a diverse, beautiful, and complex dynamic to our experiences. I would suggest maybe just set one goal for each day. Maybe that is just to be present in the moment, remaining an observer of the activities and interactions. This allows you to no longer judge your experiences as good or bad. It just is. Notice the feelings that show up and honor them. Try replacing those if-only statements with something like, things are as they should be. Depending on your beliefs, what are some of the traditions that you would like to include in your holiday Christmas plans? Or perhaps get back to a practice that you once had. What brings value? 
And what would you like to let go of? Do you want to commit less to seeing everybody? If you added in those elements that bring you a sense of peace or joy, what would they be? Sometimes reflecting on a time in your life that you recall with fondness will inform you on what has been missing. It might be caroling with friends around your neighborhood or going on a hayride. Find one or two things that you do enjoy and expand on that. For me, it is sitting in the morning with my coffee in front of the fireplace with the Christmas tree lights on. I think it's the peacefulness and moments of calm that I get from this. Anything after that is a bonus. Give yourself something to look forward to. Is there a specific experience you might like to put on your bucket list? What if you wrote out a coupon to a family member or friend for a future time together? Maybe it's just for yourself a road trip or adventure you have been thinking about. If this is your goal and circumstances do not allow you to fulfill this dream right now, remind yourself that these current circumstances are not forever. Beware of your mindset. As we navigate changing seasons of our lives, people, circumstances, and opportunities also shift. Change can be hard. Try telling yourself, it's not bad, it's just different. This is a learning our daughter shared with us when she was moving to Nairobi to teach five years ago. She was encouraged to remember this saying as she parachuted into a very different cultural experience. With practice, it is amazing how shifting our lens and adopting a different perspective softens that experience for you. If you continue to focus on the negatives, I promise you, you're going to find them everywhere. We are not talking rainbows and unicorns here. Just small shifts in your mindset can alter your mood and change the course of your experience, even for that day. I'd like to also talk about the season of giving. Here is the invitation. Over the holidays, look for an opportunity to help someone else. It might be someone living alone or isolated. Drop by with a plate of cookies. Get involved with a local cause which might be wrapping presents for those in need or helping out at a soup kitchen. There is enough science to suggest this is one of the key ingredients to finding moments of joy and fulfillment in life, not just at Christmas. Doing something for someone else less fortunate can put things in perspective and give you the gift of positive feelings that can last for hours. At the same time, like I mentioned earlier, let others help you. Know what you need and trust that is healthy to let others lift you up. Next, I want to talk about searching for moments of awe. This might be in witnessing the joy of a child or perhaps the frost on a tree. Remaining open to a sense of wonder or awe-inspiring experiences like nature, for example, can play a role in our overall mental and physical health. So take pictures of sunsets, a beautiful cloud formation, or anything that stands out for you as an awe-inspiring moment. Next, I want to talk about your wellness recipe. If you were going to make a cake, could be an old family recipe or maybe a new one that you found online. Do you spend the whole time wondering, will it work out? If it calls for two eggs, do you try getting away with just one egg? If you follow the recipe, there is a great likelihood that the cake is going to turn out. Now, what if we took this idea and created a recipe for you and your wellness? 
What are your key ingredients that help you feel your best? What would your recipe for the holidays look like? Write down five key ingredients that you know are important to you. Do you need time to rest? Or maybe you are someone that wants to make sure you connect with all the humans in your life that are really important to you. Remember to consider what fills you up and what drains you. When you follow your recipe, there is a really good chance that you will be doing exactly what you need to do to find peace over the holidays. Within many of these points, it is helping us focus on the areas that we can control as opposed to those we can't. I'd like to refer to some of Stephen Covey's work, which is talking about a circle of control and circle of influence. Try making a list of all the things you do have control over right now or for the holidays. When we focus on the things within our influence, we are being proactive. When we focus on all the things we can't control, we are being reactive. I invite you to make a list of the things you can control which means you will no longer be wasting your energy on those areas outside of your influence. Keep this list close, because on those days when you may be struggling, it could be helpful to refer to that list and rediscover what you can do. Friends, I want you to know that each one of you is creative, resourceful, and whole. I hope that you find one or two ideas from these resilience practices that might assist you in creating a sense of well-being over the holidays. As we wrap up another year, I invite you to stop and reflect on the year that has just been. What have you learned? How have you grown? What have you discovered about yourself that you had not realized? I hope that you will remember both your triumphs and your missteps, the goals you made, the ones you met, and the ones you continue to work towards. The times you opened yourself up to a new adventure or closed down for fear of getting hurt. New Year is about getting another chance. It is a retake. A chance to give more, to love more, and to worry less about what if while embracing what will be. May you be brave enough to overcome your personal challenges, find peace even in the most difficult times, and allow each of your experiences to be your teacher. Find joy, spread joy, and be the light. And remember, friends, adversity is inevitable, while resilience is a practice. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Resilience Project. We would not be doing this podcast without you. If you or someone you know has an inspirational story or is helping to build resilience in their community, please email me at cindy at a resilienceproject.com. In fact, email me either way. I would love to hear from you. My hope is to feature an episode periodically on your letters of resilience. I'm very interested in hearing your story of how you have tackled hard things and what worked for you. With your permission, I hope to share some of these stories along the way with our listeners. Also, check out my website, aresilienceproject.com, to learn more about our amazing guests. Your presence here is important because together we are cultivating a village of resilient individuals. You are creating a space for their stories to be shared and a sacred space for learning to occur. I also have a favor. I would love for you to go to your preferred podcast platform 
rate and review the podcast so that we will know how we're doing. I also would like to express my gratitude to the amazing team of volunteers that have jumped on board to support this project. You will find each of those beautiful people on my website on the team page. As you go about this week, I invite you to think about one way that you can continue to grow your resilient muscle. What is one thing you can start with today? See you next week.